Welcome to the newest edition of the Screen Falls Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Brianna. And in this episode, we're talking about A Quiet Place Part 2 and Cruella. Enjoy the show. As far back as I could remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. good it's good to be in the studio for once that's true you are in the studio now uh which is nice um how long are you in town for you're not in town for that much longer right no i leave tomorrow ah okay so we got you at the last possible second got me at the 11th hour (laughs) yep um yeah so obviously uh no ozzy today he wasn't able to see these movies so we got brie but we got brianna so you know who's to say maybe we won (laughs) <laughs> i i mean i feel bad about trash talking ozzy because he's not here <laughs> to hear it um but yeah it's okay um if he listens it's a big if uh he will come on and uh have revenge maybe we can do a twitter war <laughs> yeah oh totally uh, ozzy will be forced to like open his twitter app or maybe redownload <laughs> it i don't know um but anyway yeah so we've got I mean, to me, this marks, like, the return to, like, movie theater normalcy. Yeah. I mean, we've got two major movies in the theaters. Mm-hmm. Like, coming out at the same time. Like, <laughs> it feels like, whoa, we're back, and it's the summer, summer movie se- season, like, all, like, it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I I live in Florida. Right. So, I've been, I've been watching big I mean, you know, mm-hmm. relatively big movies in theaters for right. for since August. Fair. <laughs> um, but I mean, it did feel it felt really cool to be back in like a mainstream right. theater because the theaters near me are kind mm-hmm. of independent, and mm-hmm. they've been oh, they've also been coming up with re-releases. So, right. um, but yeah, it was really cool to see two big movies at the same time. Yeah, yeah, um, and there were just there were wide releases, like you know, and everything. I don't know, because I guess I have a different perspective because, like, theaters haven't been open here. So, like, it was just odd <laughs> to be like, oh, uh, there's two movies out. I'm going to see them, and I'm, like, running into people that I, that I know, and I'm just like, what? whoa, this is weird. Um, it was just, uh, it was nice. It was nice. It was different, for sure, because I, I went to go see a few movies um, in, the, in recent months, but it was, like, at the Dollar Theater <laughs> you know, and mm-hmm. it's just like it's not the same. Um, it was also interesting because I a lot of these movies have been doing dual releases where it's right. like you can go into the theaters or you can stay at mm-hmm. home. And even Cruella, I think that's how it is, right? You have not to sure. do premiere access on Disney. Oh, Plus. it might be premiere access. Yeah. Um, but mm-hmm. Quiet Place Part Two. I mean, that's just in theaters. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was in theaters only, and yeah. so it kind of feels like Hollywood is ready to step back up and say we're gonna start helping the movie theater right. industry actively. Yeah. Um. There's yeah. It, there's uh an interesting discussion we had discussion to be had with in terms of theaters and all these companies owning their own streaming services now, and I'm curious to see what the future will hold. It, in, in that realm because there's interesting like legal things going on as well um but anyway let's 
get into these movies because that's what we're here for. We're going to start with uh, Cruella. Um, I, I'm the general like consensus going in seemed to be seem like people didn't seem to be anticipating this movie very much. Um, and then the reaction to it has been from what I've seen rather polarizing. Really? I, I, I know a lot of people that really love this movie and it's got like a decent score on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it's got like 70 something percent. Uh, I'm don't know what the audience score is. Uh, I will check that right now. But um, then I know a lot of people who don't have a very high opinion of it as well. Uh, so I'm curious where you fall down on this. Yeah, it has a 72% on Rotten Tomatoes. Um, audience score being? Audience score is loading 97%. Okay. So That's yeah. decidedly <laughs> fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I guess, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm maybe it's not even that polarized. I don't maybe know how polarized. Like what I what I've been seeing as I've been like looking back through Letterboxd is a lot of people saying this was not bad? Question mm-hmm. mark. Right. Like, cause I mean, like most Disney live action adaptations, I went in thinking this was the least necessary of all of them. <laughs> um, so I mean, how good could it really be? Um, and I was pleasantly surprised. And I think that has a lot to do with where your standards are when you go in. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Because, I mean, if you're remaking a movie as iconic as Beauty and the Beast, you know, if you're sensible about it, you'll go, there's no way it can live up to the hype. But right. if you're just, I mean, I don't want to sound like a snob, but I mean, <laughs> if you're any given person who's not thinking about it in terms of criticism, then you're right. like, it's Beauty and the Beast. It's going to be yeah. fun and nostalgic mm-hmm. and you're going to be disappointed. Um, but if you yeah. go into a movie like this where you're thinking – I mean, how can you humanize a villain whose main motivation in the original movie was literally to kill puppies? Right. How are you going to humanize a character like that? And then you go in and you see this movie, you're like, hey, this actually wasn't bad. Right. Yeah. I I struggle with, like, the whole conceit of this movie, you know? Okay. It's just like... Okay, because it's hard to view it from that perspective because that was, like, one of the things my brother, um, you know, who's been on this podcast for, he, he he said going into it, and, well, he actually hasn't seen it yet, but he said about this movie before it came out was, how, like, I, I'm, like... Exp- how, how, how am I supposed to root for right, her? How, because, okay, this is supposed to be a quote-unquote, like, origin story, basically. Um, but she, like... I better, like, he basically said, I better be believe that she is going to be, like, murdering puppies by the end of this. And I, you don't really, that's not the case in this movie. I kind of took it as, like, an alternate, like a retelling. Exactly. Because, I mean, if you look I at Maleficent. That's, the, that's what you have to do. Because, yeah. I mean, in Maleficent, the prince's kiss didn't wake up right. the princess. So they're mm-hmm. kind of going in a different direction, right. like a reimagining. Mm-hmm. And... That's kind of how I took it when I watched the I movie. I completely agree. You can't – I think that it's just a wrong perspective to have going into it because then you're just going to be disappointed in like – But, I mean, if you look at like Disney's target demographic, they're not interested in the dark – the dark <laughs> protagonist. I mean, you're not going to have a yeah. Joker. A, you're not truly ever going to have a Joker right. movie by Disney. Yeah, for So sure. you're, you're going to have to kind of take it in that alternate mm. history – way because you're never going to believe by the end of a Disney villain origin story that they're ready to start Mm -hmm. killing puppies. But then at the same time, but this is where like it contradicts itself 
at times because like yes they're at times they're kind of like skirting around and like you know giving you a different perspective on the whole like her murdering puffies thing where she like has a fur coat or whatever but it's not real and people are like oh did she murder puffies and it's like half joking about it but then at the same time they're also like putting these dogs in the movie and theoretically setting up for you know a sequel down the line or something so it's just like which like again i i agree with you that's how you have to look at it but then the movie almost like doesn't even want to fully commit to that at times so i don't know it it was odd it was odd um but anyway let's let's dive into just like i I think let's start positive here i mean i want to start with emma stone Mm -hmm, i had a feeling you would (laughs) i mean okay the thing is you know obviously i'm a very big emma stone fan she's genuinely one of my favorite actresses um working right now and emma stone is having a blast in this movie yeah (laughs) like and you can tell from really you can tell from the voiceover as soon as she starts talking you're just like okay she's having fun with this but but for me the moment was um because okay the whole thing with this movie is like the her name is estella the 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 actual character name and then like her her bad side is what her mom names cruella and she kind of puts that away for a portion of the movie for plot reasons and then the first time we see Emma Stone dive into that bad side is uh, kind of about halfway through the movie, probably. And so basically the first time she becomes Cruella for me is the moment where I'm just like, oh, Emma Stone is just going to eat this up. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's just going to have a blast with this. And for me, it's just like, I like watching actors having fun. Mm-hmm. And when you know they're having fun, and Emma Stone is clearly having a blast with this movie. Mm-hmm. And I just, to, for me, like she carries the movie because she's just having so much fun and you're watching her have fun, having fun. So you're having fun watching her, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, I, I just loved Emma Stone in this movie. She, she was so great. Yeah. I'm with you there. <laughs> and normally I can't like false accents, mm-hmm. um, especially when I can tell it's an American doing mm-hmm. a foreign accent is usually a big turnoff for me. Um, but I did not have a problem right. with it in this movie. It's, I mean, I, I, I'm obviously not an English native, but yeah. um, I mean, I thought she was pretty flawless. Yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, for me, even if she wasn't, like, it's just like, again, she's having so much fun that I She really can be flamboyant. Care. It's yeah. okay. It's like so, like the performance is purposely so over the top that it re- wouldn't really matter for me, uh, personally, at least. Um, yeah, it was just, that was so great. Uh what other things stood out to you other than Emma Stone? I mean, I love her fashion, which is, I mean, obviously that's a cornerstone piece of right. the movie. Mm-hmm. And I, um, I, it's not usually something that I comment on. I'm not usually one to go, oh, I love the costuming the costume in this movie. Design. But I got to <laughs> be honest, there were like every other outfit she had on. I was like, I would love to wear that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really jealous, um, which is good because I guess you're then buying into her as her role as a fashion designer. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least that's yeah. that's how I thought of it. Um, I also, I like the aesthetic of this movie. I know that it really calls upon other movies. Right. It's, I mean, I don't want to call it derivative because it's not, <laughs> but I mean, it's kind of like Disney's take on 
that aesthetic, right. which is not really something that we've seen mm-hmm. before. Yeah. And uh, I mean, from Disney. Yeah. Um, it still goes through the Disney filter, but at the same time, I yeah, agree with you. But I yeah. mean, it's. It looks. It, it's cool. It, in terms of a movie that I would have expected to see from Disney, it's not. Right. There aren't a whole lot of films with this much personality from Disney. Um, I thought it was funny. I thought, for the most part, mm-hmm. that it was pretty funny. Yeah, and a lot of that comes from uh, the next Horace thing I wanted to get to. Yes, <laughs> which is, I think there's some... Emma Stone's not alone in this movie. No, some she has good. some really... They're, they're doing some uh, really good supporting work. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, of course there's some... I mean, I'll get into it in the negatives. There are some moments where it really doesn't land. But, mm-hmm. I mean, more than half of the time... You're you're with them, you right. know. You're like, yeah, okay, that's good. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I I really want like there's a lot of I mean uh the Jasper and who's who plays him? Uh, that is Joel Fry, I believe. Question mark. Um, and um, so he's great, but to me, <laughs> Paul Walter Hauser. <laughs> <laughs> that dude okay paul walter hauser is um genuinely he is one of the best character actors working right now yeah like he is so good in like everything he's in the first time i saw him was in i Tanya. uh did you see i Tanya? i did not okay i Tanya is very good uh you should definitely see it but um i Tanya, where it was funny because ozzy and i both had the same re- we went to go see that movie together and we both had the same reaction where we thought that he was terrible. We were just like, oh my gosh, this what is this? Like, he's just, like, he's acting so strange. It just didn't really work. And then at the end of the movie, they show a clip of the actual guy. Oh. And he's, you're like, he hit the mark. It is perfect. <laughs> I was just like, this is insane. <laughs> like, it's literally like he was just nailing it the entire time. And that's just, like, I, it wasn't his performance that I wasn't liking. It's just this dude was freaking weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's the source material. Yeah. <laughs> um, and from then on, I was like, this guy can act. My goodness. <laughs> and I've seen him a few times. He had a, the one leading role he's had was in Richard Jewell. Um, uh, and he's very good in that as well. Uh, there were discussions for best actor. I don't think he was nominated for that. Um, but yeah, he's been in a few things here and there. And man, he is good in this as well. He's so funny. <laughs> What's the angle? Yeah, yeah, so okay, good. I thought that bit was kind of done by the time that they yeah, were it finished was with it. Yeah, it's a little overplayed. But for there sure. were a few moments where, oh my gosh, there were a few moments where I was like, this. He he was easily the most lovable and affable character mm-hmm. in the movie. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I I thought he was really great and. Yeah, I agree with you on the look of this. And then I think there are pre- people who would be upset if we didn't mention the soundtrack. Uh, <laughs> I think the soundtrack was very good. Um, my friend Jesse, who is much more of a music person than I am, he said that that was one of the you know best soundtracks he's heard in a while. Um, so, hey, I mean, yeah, it was, it was definitely good. And all the way through to the end, I, I really just enjoyed that aspect of it as well. Um, Anything else you wanted to mention before we kind of get uh, more negative, Nancy? Mm, not really. I mean, I, I should say before going into the negatives that overall this movie was a positive experience, mm-hmm. and I would go see it again. Yeah, it's definitely on the positive end of the scale for me. For yeah, sure. in terms of like net 
at the end, yeah. it I mean, the positives definitely outweigh the negatives. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. I still think, you know, we'll talk about this towards the end. Yeah, we'll I get still, there. Yeah. But let, let's, let's get into negatives before I start wrapping it up because I'm going to. Um, to me, the primary issue with this is the story. Yeah. Um, I think that it just... It's really silly at times. It has its moments of like complete ridiculousness, yes. especially Which feels, get, as you're getting toward yeah. the conclusion, uh-huh. as things are amping up. It feels just like, and I mean, I guess it's kind of ridiculous to expect total realism from this movie when it's a lot yes. more of an aesthetic experience, uh-huh. but it's also kind of like. But it comes out of nowhere Yeah, sometimes. it's really weird. And it's like jarring, because like the whole. Because the whole idea of the movie, like, yes, it's not like we're expecting, like, something super gritty and realistic or anything like that. Like, I'm not expecting, like, you know, The Dark Knight or something where they take a super, like, serious approach to, you know, whatever. Like, but at the same time, it's just like, the, <laughs> like, it just gets, like, it just takes it a step further, like, randomly. Yeah, it feels like there are three moments or big moments mm-hmm. in the script where things just take a wild left turn yes for a moment um and then even like some of the big reveals in it like didn't work for me like at all like I especially since they weren't really hinting at it right they weren't foreshadowing it yeah there it felt very again out of nowhere I yeah I completely agree um so yeah to me that's like the biggest issue with this it's just like and that's a pretty big issue. Like it's a movie, and that's uh, and the you know its story is like being you know at times way too silly, and then at times just being just kind of not. I mean, not not making sense. Like I guess it makes sense, but it doesn't. It doesn't gel with the rest of yes, the narrative. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't feel like it's following directionally right. with the rest of yeah. the story. And yeah, I would say that was probably my biggest. There were like a couple moments where I felt like. Now I'm watching the average Disney live action adaptation mm-hmm. where we're sinking back into yeah just you know stuff that's that stuff that made the other Disney live action adaptations of lesser quality mm-hmm. um and I you know when you get there because the rest of the movie has been so enjoyable you're kind of like all right we're better than this right you know <laughs> you're better than this yeah why are yeah. you doing this uh boy yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I mean, at the same time, I, you know, I don't want to get into spoilers, but there's something that happens most mm-hmm. of the way through the movie that's a, that's a left turn. Mm-hmm. And as much as it would have ni- it would have been nice to see it developed before that moment, mm-hmm. it was kind of cool to not be like, oh, okay, well then, fifty minutes from now they're going to reveal X, Y, and Z. Right. It was kind of like, oh, okay, yeah. I didn't know that at all. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I definitely I get where you're coming from on that one. Um uh yeah. Um there's I I really liked um uh Emma it was Emma Thompson who she was the main uh villain, right? Yes, yeah. Emma Thompson. Um I, I liked her performance. <laughs> her character is one of the ones that I had some more issues with though in terms of like her role in the story and like like, I mean, they really go like, okay, um, 
you know, obviously Cruella in like, you know, the original like Disney animated film, like her whole thing is she murders puppies uh, or whatever, <laughs> or she wants to. Um, but Emma Thompson in this movie, her character, slight spoilers. I'm not going to tell you too much about like who or why, but she just murders people. Yeah, she's straight up a regular um, murderer. So like, I guess. <laughs> Like, I don't know. And and again, that comes out of nowhere because, like, it kind of contradicts what we were saying earlier because it's like, like, that's a more dark thing. But again, even that comes out of, like, what? <laughs> like, it just gets really dark really fast. And even uh, because they – so I'm trying to avoid spoilers here. But they show a scene essentially twice in this movie where they show, like, one character's perspective of it and then they later they show another character's perspective of it. And to me, both times they show it, I'm just like, that, what? That just doesn't make any sense. Like, the first time, I was just like, I literally, I think I made an audible noise of like, huh? Like, <laughs> like it was just like, okay? That just, it felt so just out of place in the movie. And then when they have a reveal about that scene, you're just like, I mean, okay, I guess. I guess Jeez. that's where we're going with this. <laughs> like, Either both, again, it, I, it was a strange experience because both times it didn't work for me, <laughs> even when they revealed even it. Even when they gave you the it. context. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and I'm trying to, like, dance around it without, like, directly spoiling it, so it's hard. <laughs> but anyway. I mean, I don't think that you've really spoiled anything yeah. in that yeah. vein. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know. Uh, anything else you want to talk about with this movie before we kind of wrap it up and no. go on to a quiet place? No, I mean, it's... We've said everything that needs to be said, yeah, I, I think. I agree. Oh, except it is really similar to Birds of Prey. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like the the family a family friendlier version of Birds of. I mean, if you can get past it, then you can get past it. But I mean, yeah. There's even and also, unfortunately, I don't think many people saw Birds of Prey. That's so. a shame. Yeah. I'm I. I kind of like the movie. I, yeah. I did, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is probably why I like this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Um, all right, let's uh, wrap it up. Uh, give me your final thoughts and your rating for this. Overall, probably worth seeing in theaters if you can. Um, good, good movie. Suspend your disbelief and your preconceived notions about this character for two hours and 14 minutes, uh, which is kind of unbelievable. It didn't feel that long. No, it didn't. Um, but if you can if you can suspend you know your sense for that long mm -hmm. then totally worth watching at least once yeah um so are we getting into ratings yet yeah yeah go for um it. yeah i gave it a 7 out of 10 okay um i'm a little lower than you i give it a 6.5 i think overall it ends up just being okay but i think that that's totally fine it's a good summer movie to get back into the theater with if that's if this is your kind of movie for sure um and it's not bad by any means like i don't like i think again some a lot of people going into it are like this feels really unnecessary this is going to be terrible and it's not that on any level like you know you can argue about whether it's necessary or not I, you know you could argue that no movie is I necessary i was going to say is, <laughs> are really it's, what are we really doing here right <laughs> but uh, ultimately, uh, I think it's a, it's it's a solid movie. Like you can go see it and be entertained for, like you said, two hours, fifteen minutes, or whatever, um, and just have fun watching Emma Stone have fun. I mean, what else do you need? Yeah. 
<laughs> so, all right, uh, let's move on to A Quiet Place Part 2. Uh, obviously, um, if you haven't seen the first A Quiet Place, I think that's the only thing you need to be worried about in terms of spoilers <laughs> because yeah. that's kind of necessary for the context of the it's story. It's necessary for this movie. <laughs> yes. Like you don't if you if you haven't seen the first one, you're going to you're, yes. you're going to get it spoiled for you by this movie. Right. So, if you haven't seen the first one and go you're do interested that. in them, go watch the first one then, you know, come back. All right. A Quiet Place Part 2. Um I think this is just a really really Effective and intense 90 minute movie, which yeah. 90 minutes, by the way, let's just shout out there. That's crazy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I just, I, I don't have too, too much to say about this because again, it's just like, it's really effective. It's really intense. I, you know, I was kind of on the edge of my seat the entire time, which is exactly the purpose of this movie. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what about you? What do you got? I mean, I, uh, well, how do I say that I enjoyed, I don't want to say I enjoyed this movie because for at least 25 minutes of this movie, I was so stressed out <laughs> that I think I took two years off of my expected life span. Um, I mean, if you're looking for tension, I mean, this movie has it, mm -hmm. um, and I mean, I'm also like, I'm really character concerned and mm -hmm. especially with weaker, more vulnerable characters. So there was one scene where all I could think about was one of the plot threads that was happening. And I was just, I wanted to like yell at the screen. Yeah. So I guess I'm like, did I enjoy this movie or didn't I enjoy this movie? Because it's, <laughs> it's a really stressful, it's like, it's like Greenland, like, are you gonna? It got the job done, mm -hmm. but did you have a good time? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. The did you have a good time is always a complicated yeah. uh, issue. I watched a horror movie last night, and I was just thinking to myself, like, no, I don't know if I can say I enjoyed. I enjoy horror movies. But what did you watch? <laughs> I watched uh, Saint Maud. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, very good, by the way. Um. But yeah, so this was. Uh, yeah, uh, definitely very stressful, uh, and, you know, that's not going to – this is not, like, as strange as this is, because I kind of, in my mind, think of this as, like, a, a movie for the masses, like, you know, that it's just – Like a popcorn? Yeah, it's it's very, like, uh, wide-reaching. I think a lot of people enjoy it. In my mind, I think of it that way, but I know there's people who just straight up don't enjoy these kind of movies, like – I think my mom, after she saw this, like literally was like, oh, that was terrible. It was so stressful. I was like, that was the point. That's the point of the movie. <laughs> yeah, but I think there's a lot of people who think like that. Like, it was the same thing. And I that's, that's fu I'm sorry, I interrupted you. No, because I, I think uh, uh, t it was two years ago when Uncut Gems came out. Uh -huh. That was a lot of the discourse around that where people were just like, it was just so stressful. That was awful. And it was literally legit one of the probably the most stressful movie I've ever seen in my life is Uncut Gems. And that's why it's so freaking good. <laughs> but I know a lot of people <laughs> don't like that movie. The problem is that good and bad are relative terms. Yes, exactly. And we can sit here and talk all day. I mean, obviously some of these things are subjective, but mm -hmm. we can sit here all day and talk about, you know, how good the, I mean, there are technical mm -hmm. specifics that we can sit here and talk about, right. and there are certain elements of a film that we can talk about that are subjective but mm -hmm. do stand out to a lot of people. Yeah. But 
the film, the all the at the end of the day, the experience that you get from a film. You know, I mean, I used to have this conversation with my family where they would say that movie was terrible because such and such died. And I was like, that's not what makes a movie good <laughs> yeah, and exactly. bad. That means you you can say you didn't like it. Yes. You're free to say that all day right. and I'll never take that away from you. Yeah. But if you're going to sit here and say this movie was bad because I didn't like that X happened, yes. then I'm going to fight you on that. Right. Um, which is why, you know, I had such a hard time saying, did I enjoy it? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's why, you know, Ozzy and I have always kind of agreed that there's a difference between a good movie and just your favorite, like yes. the best movie and your favorite movie. Exactly. Like, like, I'll sit here and I'll talk about why, like, I know I'm excited for Loki because it's got Tom Hiddleston. <laughs> right. And I've been in love with him for almost 10 years now. So... I can sit here and talk about how it's my most anticipated mm -hmm. Marvel TV show of 2021, right. but I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be objectively the best. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like the opposite side of that coin is, you know, a movie like Hereditary where it's one of the best, horror movie, <laughs> one of the best horror movies of the last, like, uh, you know, 10 years or whatever. I will never see that movie again. <laughs> uh, I've seen it once. That was good enough for me. I did not enjoy my experience with that, but I will acknowledge its greatness. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but there's definitely, I think, with some people, an element of that with this movie just because of the stress levels. Uh, but, again, you know, I feel like I'm always going to be the person who starts with just the high-quality actress with the movie, but Emily yeah. Blunt, bruh. Yeah. <laughs> bruh. <laughs> like, she could have... I you could make a legit argument that she should have been nominated for the first one, um, and made a run at winning for that first one. But my goodness, she is even. I mean, I don't. She's not as. I mean, she's probably as good. But like, she's just again a great performance from Emily Blunt and and Millicent Simmons. Yes, agreed. I mean, mm -hmm. that was uh, that's a lot to put on a young actress. Um, and I mean, I, that was incredible, obviously, in, in both movies, but really in this movie, too. She takes a lot more of a load in this movie. Like, yeah, yeah, she takes a lot, a lot more. I mean, she's got a lot to do. Yeah, she has a lot on her shoulders and it's it works so well. Mm -hmm. um, she essentially has her own like story arc in this movie. She does. Yeah, um, which uh, it's weird because. I feel like they split up the story a little bit more in this one. Like definitely, it's, yeah, it's more of uh, you know we have two separate storylines going on as opposed to I mean there's you know different things happening in the first one. But it was one central story, right? Um, whereas in this, it's a little more divided, and they wanted to, which kind of happens to sequels. They want to cover more ground um, and do more and make it bigger. Um, if you also consider the idea that like. One of the big running themes is kind of staying together and keeping a family right. whole in the post-apocalypse. Mm -hmm. And like the stakes kind of raise when in the wake of the thing that happened in the first movie, right. um, you want to keep the family together as much as possible. But mm -hmm. how much is necessary for, you know, right. survival? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so do you have any... Other like big positives you wanted to get to? Um, I loved seeing more of this post-apocalyptic world because I mean there are some scenes that I just thought were like hauntingly beautiful. 
Um, you know, I don't want to get, I don't want to spoil anything because I knew almost nothing about what they were going to do yeah, with so. this movie going in because they didn't tell you that much in the trailer. Um, but there were just some scenes that were like beautiful mm-hmm. to look at and just so fascinating. And I was glad that they kind of sent, uh, sent her where she went because I got to see more of the surroundings and more of, you know, cause they're, they're pretty central mm-hmm. in the first movie. For sure. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing that I really enjoyed. Um, again, super tense, which is, is always good. Um, depending on the resolution <laughs> and depending on whether or not you enjoy right. that kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I think that's about all I had to say. All right. Um, well, I I want to talk about. I don't think I I have a terrible memory. I famously have a terrible memory. That's why I update my letterbox as regularly as I do, <laughs> because I can go back and look at what <laughs> I thought of a movie when I first came out. Yeah. Um. So I I don't. Uh, that's a preface to say like I don't remember this being as big of an issue in the first one. But, man, there's some horror movie decision, like, decision-making happening in this movie. The boy yes. is so dumb. What was he doing? I don't know. <laughs> What's he doing? I, I don't know. And I got to be honest, I was probably more mad at him than any other character in this movie, including the aliens. Including oh the monsters that, that, in the first five minutes of the first movie, killed their son. <laughs> That's not a spoiler. It's literally the first thing that happens yeah. in the first movie. Um, I was so mad at him. I was like, what are you doing? Oh <laughs> you are. Uh, yeah, so that that's definitely like the standout thing in this movie where I'm just like, and, and it's odd because from the beginning, it seems like they're setting up like a arc for him and they kind of do. But at the same time, you're just like, you're not doing a very good job of making me like care about this child. No, <laughs> like I care because I care about how it'll affect Emily Blunt, right? Emily Blunt's character and Millicent Simmons' character, and the baby, and the baby, right? Um, what well, especially the baby? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, oh my gosh, it was really frustrating to watch I, him do that. Yeah, so that definitely is a huge like thing where I was just like, bro, and like. I mean, they kind of established that he's not the brightest bulb in the drawer (laughs) in the first. I mean, you know, I'm not going to blame him for what happens to him in the first few minutes of this movie, which, by the way, short momentary spoilers. What does this franchise have against feet? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know. Maybe maybe Krasinski is working through something. (laughs) Um, But, okay, back into it. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna blame him for that. Oh, of course, I, I don't think you can. But there were, some, but there were some other things that just, I just, anyway. Yeah, like normally, like I don't. A lot of the times, I'm very, I'm an empathetic person. So I, when I see characters making choices or doing things that people are like, "Oh, that was so stupid," a lot of the times, I'm the person who's like, "Well." Put in that situation, you don't know the decisions that you would make. Yeah. I'm always I'm always the defensive person. But man, this just felt like so cliche horror movie 
Like, I can, I'm going to do the dumb thing because I can, the story needs to happen. I can say for certain that I would not have made that decision right. in that <laughs> like, situation. I can say with 100% certainty yeah. that I would not have made that decision. Yeah. So there's that. That's to me, that's definitely something that stood out in a very negative uh, way. Um, and, uh, and there's also like, I like, I liked, uh, Millicent, what was her last name? Simmons. Millicent or I Sim- think it's Simmons. It might be Simons, but it's okay. with two M's. So it sounds like that looks like Simmons. <laughs> Millicent Simmons. I liked her performance and I, uh, overall liked her character. I don't buy that. She convinced, uh, Killian Murphy, uh, to, do what he ended up doing. He's I just didn't buy it. I He's buy kind that. of a weak character and I don't yeah. I don't mean that he's like that his characterization is weak. I mean that his character is a weak sure. person. Yeah. Um and so I I can see where you're coming from and even as the movie progresses, mm-hmm. it's kind of a late stage that he develops right from that. So I I can see where you're coming from. Yeah, it didn't fully work for me and that's uh, gets to kind of another uh, issue, more issue that I had was that this, a lot of the emotional beats, a lot of them worked. I don't think they were as effective as they were intended to be for me. For me for me personally, like it might super work for everybody else, but there's two parallel scenes happening at the end and like it's just a little bit too like, uh, is it weird to say it's a little bit too cinematic where they both line up perfectly, you know? <laughs> like, um. Like, I mean, I I kind of give it more yeah. lenience. I guess yeah. if it affects the believability of the movie for you, then that's not really something that right. I that I can take away from your subjective experience. But yeah. I tend to be more lenient yeah. with movies because you know you hear Cinema Sins talking about like, what are the odds that all of this would happen to a family with a deaf daughter? Yeah. And I'm like, that's why there's a story, right? Exactly because this because we're following. Yeah, the, yeah, we're following the experiences of a family with a right. deaf daughter. That's why they made yeah. it this far. And on um, some level, it's like, bruh, it's just a movie. Yeah. So, like, I, I <laughs> well, I mean, it. I also, I'm like, you know, movies have to be more interesting yeah, than real sure. life. For and sure. I, you know, I get it if it if it took it if it took away from your subjective experience. Again, that's not something I can take away from you. But I'm tend to I tend to be more lenient in that yeah. area because, you know, I watch movies because I want things to be more interesting than they are in real life. Yeah, I guess for me, it just felt. It just felt like they were artificially adding tension for, you know, that wasn't necessary. Like, you know, if you have just one of those scenes going on, then it's still it's just tense enough right there. But it's just like they're ramping it up just because they can. And it felt like it for me personally. Again, like, you know, if you didn't feel that way, that's totally fine. Um, But for me, that took away a little bit of the kind of like emotional punch of some of the things that happened towards the end of the movie. Um my biggest complaint, I mean, again, this is getting more. We're being into, a little nitpicky. Well, I, I mean, I'm getting more into spoiler okay. territory. Not, I'm not going to use specifics, but I'm essentially telling you how sure. the how the movie ends. Skip ahead like thirty seconds. Um, I didn't like that there wasn't so much resolution. I mean, there was, but it was pretty immediate, and it wasn't. Um, I mean, for all that you put me through, yeah, for the last hour and a half mm-hmm. i want a tiny little just a crumb of these people being happy and rejoining after <laughs> right yeah for sure and then also uh i have questions about like 
you know the logistics of like what they actually accomplished. I know I did too. I, I was, was like, what was, does this do? Right. Because, okay. So, all right. Skip I guess ahead, we should skip just ahead. <laughs> We're going to get to spoilers for like two minutes. All right. So skip ahead for like two minutes. Um, <laughs> Maybe you should just insert a time code. Yeah. I, I mean, I will for sure. Uh, you know, I'll mark it right now. Um, but yeah, so, Okay, so they spoilers. <laughs> so they put in this, or they do the whole thing with the with the earpiece or whatever, right? And then, so as far like when they initially came, when she initially came up with this idea, what immediately came to my head was, oh, they're going to broadcast and it like does this to like all of them. Like it kills all, all of them, right? But that doesn't make any sense, and I don't think that was the idea. I don't think. Um. So now, basically, the idea is that it's going to be essentially on this frequency all the time. So they need to basically spread that information. I guess that is what they were. Th- the I mean, idea? I was thinking, you know, as they were trying to accomplish it at the very end, I was trying to tell myself the story of like, OK, so they're going to broadcast this signal out mm-hmm. And I guess it's a radio station that whenever you tune into it, it mm-hmm. weakens the monsters so that right. you can kill them when they're in, you know, when they're encroaching upon right. you. Um, but I guess that is something that people would need a radio for, and they would need to, to know. know. Right. Um, so, so this I, is a little bit long, uh, longer of a plan. Yeah, I was expecting. <laughs> I mean, it helps them in the moment because they know, and the mother and the son know mm-hmm. um but i guess the rest of what well, their story would be going around trying to find people and convince people and show people and it's also radio stations don't broadcast all over the world so yeah this helps a very limited uh, it still helps people <laughs> yes, for sure and it's still a good thing that they did mm-hmm. and they you know found they kind of got another foothold in the process but mm-hmm. I, yeah I mean, what are those things called? The the I don't remember. Uh, You're talking so, about the the aliens, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, okay, not hold on. A hearing aid. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah, they, they do they ever even say the names? Of the I aliens? don't think so. Yeah. They're just. I think there's. I don't think they're ever named. That I mean, yeah. I think that's bad. Be- that's best. There's uh-huh. no reason to name them necessarily. Right. Yeah. Um. Especially in keeping with the, um, you know, theme of silence uh-huh. and mystery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fair. <laughs> um, but, I mean, I just call them aliens because that's that's what they are. I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so I I just wanted to Google this, and I think this is relevant. Uh, standard hearing aid batteries last between three to 22 days oh okay well that's unfortunate (laughs) they were on okay we're still we're still full-on in spoiler territory they were in civilization yeah in essence so they could have yes batteries but i mean it's it you're right there are some flaws in her plan (laughs) yes but she did help people yeah no she may not have saved the world but i mean what you could i was sitting there thinking because I was trying to take a mental break. I was sitting there thinking to myself, what if you just kept making noise mm-hmm. on this island? I mean, obviously, you, you you might not be able to on this island, but like, what if you stood somewhere and just kept making noise? Would mm-hmm. you be able to kill all of them eventually? How many of them are there? <laughs> That's a good question. Could you just keep making noise, get a whole, get like an armory 
and kill all of them and solve this problem once and for all. Uh, That's where my brain went this, you know, this, when I finally snapped. That, the image that comes to mind is uh, of like somebody playing like zombies on like Call of Duty and like lining them all up and then shooting them all in the head. <laughs> or like that, that wall in World right. War Z. <laughs> yeah. um, but anyway. anyway. Right. Yeah, so end of spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, needless to say, there might be some flaws in like the whole conceit of the plan uh, of this movie, but you know. But I mean, if you're in it for the visceral experience, yes, it provides that. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Like, Without a doubt. I think this is a very good movie on balance. Yeah. I personally think this is a very good movie, just because again, it's all about for me, and again, this be different for you depending on how you, you know you take these sort of things in but for me it's all about like the experience of the movie and i you know again i, I said at the very beginning i was on the edge of my seat the end, basically the entire time so that's a good thing um all right so let's rate this movie and then we can uh wrap it up uh i give this movie a 7.8 that might be a little high i don't know uh what do you what do you have it at brianna I mean, I gave it an eight. Oh, okay. I mean, so I, in the same range. Yeah, I mean, I don't hand those out high. lightly. Uh, I really don't like to. I like to keep yeah. anything above a seven pretty close to the chest. Right. But I mean, uh, I just love, you know, I love this story, and I thought it was really mm -hmm. fascinating world. And I mean, I, I, mean sure. I was like you said, I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. Yeah. As dumb as some of the characters are. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so even I'm, even this character's stupid decisions serve a purpose yes. because you're you know they're trying to ramp up the tension. So however artificial that may be, right? It it still worked, and I mean, I was seriously like stressed out. <laughs> yeah, majorly. Um. So Krasinski's they're gonna make a third one. I think have they announced that? Um. I didn't hear about that, but. I was talking to my friends about this on the way back. I would I would be surprised if they didn't. I mean, it might be a little weird because, you know, the financials are going to be very screwy for this because of, you know, COVID and, you know, the, the numbers are, box office numbers are all down right now, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so the financials might be a little odd, but I'd be surprised if they didn't give him a third one. Um, I'm more curious on... Because I think Krasinski at this point, I mean, he's proven himself as a director, right? Oh, like, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm I, curious to see what kind of things he takes on besides this franchise. Like, I'm not getting to a point where I'm just like, oh, please stop directing these. But I'm just saying, like, I'm curious to see what he can do with some other, you know, other movies. Um, it looks like... He has, it looks like Krasinski has ideas for a third one okay. where the arc can continue. Right. But I don't think it's been greenlit yet necessarily. Yeah. Um, like if they dump a, you know, if they dump a truck full of money in front of him and uh, he gets to work with his wife again, like I, <laughs> I don't think he's going <laughs> to. I don't think he's going to turn his nose up. <laughs> right. Um, I think, I don't know. I guess I kind of always thought of A Quiet Place as his passion project for some right. reason i don't know if that's true but i mean i guess it, it made sense because i've never seen him direct before and he mm. got to work with his wife like right. you said um and the first one was just so good mm -hmm. and so iconic that um i i kind of always thought it as uh, thought of it as something that was near and dear to him at least more than mm. the average project would be yeah um 
So I'm interested to see uh, what, like you said, what he does outside of this project and if it's even something that he's interested in doing. Yeah. Um, Based on his wife's comments, I don't think uh, we can expect any superhero movies from Krasinski. Directed by or starring? (laughs) I don't know. It just seems like it would be odd. Based on some of the things that Emily Blunt has said in recent uh, weeks. Um, what does she say? She seems very annoyed because there's been there's always been these rumors about her uh, being in a superhero movie. And especially recently, people have been like, oh, she should play Sue Storm. And she's been, you know, for the ch- press uh, rounds for A Quiet Place 2, she was asked about it multiple times. Mm-hmm. And she's made it pretty clear that she's tired of the questions. She. Fair enough. Um, so I, I don't know. I'd be surprised. Maybe. That she's tired of the questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have we heard from him? I, I don't know. I'm not sure if he said uh, much about it. Um, but again, you know, if they dump a truck full of money, like that's the thing. Like, you know, Marvel, the, <laughs> you know, those, those sort of big studios, they have so much power with the amount of money they can offer these people that it's just like. I don't know. I mean, that would make me sad <clears throat> just because I don't know. I feel like and again, this is a lot a lot of this is just feeling. Yeah. But I feel like these movies are they're they're big like you said, they're big movies. They appeal mm-hmm. to a lot of people, mm-hmm. but they're also pretty high quality. Right. In terms of most big movies. So <clears throat> it would be sad if they were able to offer him a lot of money and buy his <laughs> let's say coerced creative input <laughs> yeah um and put it through like the you know disney filter uh which you know it's something that is i always got annoyed when people said sort of things like that because it's like come on people like I, I know, like, Disney's an easy target, but, geez, like, we don't need to be like this. But it's it's become very clear. Like, I mean, we have Chloe Zhao directing a freaking Marvel movie, and it looks just like every other Marvel movie. <laughs> Which, from a visuals perspective, I'm sure Chloe Zhao will do a great job, and they have allowed, you know, creative freedom uh, within it. But it just, you know, Chloe Zhao literally just, her movie just won Best Picture, didn't it? Uh uh, Nomadland, like hello. <laughs> like, it kind of feels like there's like you can have some personality in in a yeah. in a Disney movie, but not too much. Yeah. <laughs> See also, yeah. uh, Ant Man as directed by Edgar Wright in another universe. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so, I think Scott Derrickson also just departed. Yeah, he's not doing the Doctor sequel. Strange, Doctor Strange yeah. uh, Multiverse of Madness because they had different ideas about what they wanted to do with the movie. Right. Which. So disappointing. You know that you would have gotten a better movie if the director could have done what they wanted to do. Right. Um, so, yeah, like, you know, I would be fine if he went in that direction, but I'm not, like, I want to see more, like, what other ideas he has. And, look, if that's just to continue on and make 10,000 A Quiet Place movies, fine. <laughs> like, all right, that's that's totally fine. I, I, you know, that wouldn't be ideal for me. But you really if- think that there's, like, that much steam left in this franchise because i mean i finished the first one and i was like that was a great movie and that was the only one i'll ever get well well, look okay based on you know some of the uh confusing plot elements at the end of this movie i don't think there's that much steam left i was gonna say (laughs) but Uh, well i mean i basically the conversation i had with my friends on the way back was i wouldn't be disappointed if they wanted to make another one Mm -hmm. i'm not gonna sit here as long as they were able to bring back 
Noah Jupe, Millicent Simmons, mm-hmm. um, Emily Blunt, and right. I mean, you know, maybe Killian Murphy, just for a sense of continuity. Mm-hmm. And John Krasinski was directing because you can't be disappointed by that. I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna run for yeah. the hills and say this is a death sentence for the franchise because yeah. I mean. There was uh, obviously logistically a dip in quality from the first one to the second right. one, but in terms of the visceral experience, there wasn't that much of a drop off. Mm-hmm. So if there's if there's steam left, it's because all the original players are there. Right. If they leave, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't want a, a quiet place for not directed by Krasinski. Like that's no. not gonna happen. No. Uh, like you know, you know, I I don't want you know what has happened to like let's say the insidious franchise where they just continue to pump out like these spinoffs and sequels paranormal activity and right that are not directed by james wan and you're just like what's the point of this like what are we really doing (laughs) like exactly like i don't want that to happen but if they if if he keeps having ideas um and you know they keep being uh, and he keeps like this quality you know pumping out this quality that's fine with me i just want to see what other ideas he has yeah ultimately um all right well i think that wraps it up for these movies um uh so yeah brianna thank you for joining me uh this uh it was great to have you in studio for sure it's been a pleasure yes and hopefully we will have you on uh quite a bit because you're uh working you're working for yourself right now, right? I am. I am a business owner awesome, now. Awesome. Awesome. So congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. And uh, you've got all that to say. You have Your schedule is very flexible. It's very <laughs> flexible. So that's good because that means maybe we'll be able to record more and record more with you. So yeah. that's always fun. All right. Uh, so again, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, we'll, we will be back hopefully next week because we will have more movies because we're in the summer movie season and that's cool. Uh, <laughs> And uh, thank you guys for joining us. Uh, We'll see you on the next one.